five, four, three. Hey, everybody. This is Daniel. And this is Daniel. And I'm Joe Melillo. And this is Hoosier Homicide. A true crime podcast by Hoosiers for Hoosiers or for anyone that doesn't know what a Hoosier is. Greetings. Welcome. Welcome, guys. You let me into your home. Yes. We did. A perfect stranger. <laughs> After we talk about people doing all sorts of fucked up stuff to one another on a daily basis, here we are. Here we are. Guys, I'm very honored that you let me. And this is truly uh, just, I'm a new podcaster. You guys have put many, many podcasts out, and I'm just honored to be here. Well, no, thank you very much. We appreciate that. We've, uh, we've put many podcasts out. And disgusted very many people, too. So, you know. <laughs> Horrified several an earlobe. <laughs> you guys definitely have a knack for finding yeah, yeah, good stuff. <laughs> we try. Yeah. Well, so. we, we, you know, we haven't met. And every, anybody who's listening right now, uh, we all only communicated through Instagram until this point. We met each other for the first time probably 20 minutes ago. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, Danielle says, Joe, you do this all the time, carrying things, carrying equipment to strangers' homes. Yes. And yeah. I do. I do. Yes. I do it on a regular basis. I'm a TV reporter at Wish TV, and I don't know, what did you guys watch growing up here? Like, what was your TV station? I hate to say it, but I was a Channel 13. Actually, that's not entirely true, because I got my weather from Randy Aulis. That's right. Randy. I, I have no idea. <laughs> It doesn't really matter. <laughs> Nobody our generation watches news anymore anyway. No, oh no. So all on all on the phone. Yep. But uh actually I this week was my first week at a new job at Wish TV. So I'm no longer a daybreak reporter. You would okay. have been able for the last four years to see me on daybreak in the morning from five AM to ten AM every half hour, either on the hour or on the half hour. And doing live news, political stuff shootings which we all have we know indianapolis has what? a lot of their shootings where <laughs> yeah, where east side yeah i was about to say it i wasn't gonna say it but i was about to say it if it's a guess it's the east side yeah. i uh i know the guy who is the uh homicide captain for impd oh cool oh yeah so i'm like when i found out he had got promoted that job i'm like you get all sorts of interesting fucked up phone calls in the middle of the night he's like yep yeah, it's probably from me. <laughs> hey, man, tell me about this murder. Sometimes uh, I have, I have had, you know, I've covered crime uh, like for such a long time as a as my career. Like, because I was, I lived in. I'm from the East Coast, so I'm from New York. I was born in Long Island, and then I grew up in Connecticut. Went to college in Connecticut. Lived in Brooklyn for a little bit, and got my first TV job in upstate New York. Right so, in Brooklyn. Uh, it was on. Uh, so we call it East Williamsburg, but it's, okay. But it was not East Williamsburg. It was more towards like Bed Stuy. So we lived. We ba I sold real estate, and I would basically sell to people who didn't really realize that it was a worse, really bad area. And so it You're was like, like little white. It was like white girls who like were like, "I want to live near Williamsburg," uh, but it was like four stops past Williamsburg. So it was like really deep in there. Yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah. Is, there's bars yeah. on the window. Oh yeah, you'll be fine. So I did it's, that. Uh, it's the Fourth of July year round. Mm. Yeah, yeah a lot of backfiring out. cars too. Don't worry about it. <laughs> just look outside. You got bars on the window. You'll be fine. <laughs> so I move. I did that for a little bit, and then I moved up to upstate New York, and then I that's where I started my career. 
I was an anchor and reporter and in TV, you cut your teeth like at small markets. So I had to go there and learn everything. So I learned how to edit really well. I learned how to shoot. And then I moved to Buffalo and then I got a job in Indy because CBS in the market got their CBS affiliateship was pulled from Wish TV like right. five years ago. Yeah. yeah. So since then they had openings and I came down to help out and that's how I got into Indy. And then two weeks after moving to Indy, I met my wife. So she's a Hoosier. Yeah. All right. And so I'm a Hoosier in law. That's like, like there that. You go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So small world. It similar is. minds think alike. Yeah. Who's your homicide? What gave you guys the idea for Who's Your Homicide? I was really bored. <laughs> Motherhood. 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 Sucking the life out of me. Um, no, I think I was pregnant and then had her and didn't stop listening to any true crime, which I used to all the time. And it was pre-podcast PP, so it had to be like... PP. <laughs> nice. Yes. Um, unsolved, like... Investigation discovery would just be on in the te- on like whatever you're doing, whatever. So then I decided I wanted to get back into that, and I think I started listening. Probably to my favorite murder was probably the first thing you start started listening to again. I don't know when we were fixing our house, I would find some random stuff. But did you get to see them live? Mm-hmm. We were there too. Did you do the VIP? No. Oh no! Did. This was the, we- the most. We went not the most recent time, but the time before that. They actually read her story. On the most recent one, that's the, me. That's her story when they were talking about they read it, about Richmond, Richmond Hill. Hill. That's yeah, that's her. That so did her they story. tell you? Did they contact you? No, no, I submitted that. So they're hearing this right now. <laughs> no, <they're... laughs> yes. I submitted yes. that story. <laughs> yes, we need to see our royalties, bitches. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> just get us at least a, like have you sit up next to him for a minute. You our know. podcast didn't even get any recognition because I sent that story in before we started the podcast. Ah. So it was just my name, and I was like. Oh. Dang. But that's okay. You got but, credit. Yeah. It counts. Still cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, we got to meet him. It was really me and my wife. We that's, that's where we started. That okay. was probably so one of my first. So she's into it too. Oh yeah. I force it upon. I mean, I think Carla is and I make you be. You guys, it's a it's people don't understand when you start a podcast, you have to decide like you guys made the clear decision. You're going to do it. You're going to do it hard and you're going to have the same format. And it is what it is. Like mm-hmm. you just put content out there and it works. Oh yeah, we're we're pretty raw. Yeah, yeah. it it can't but that's be. Just, we're not all that polished. Really, at but the, you guys are though. Now we, that you now that you we show we show up and play. Yeah. I put a lot of audio clips in to boost our show. That's right. We're a good bar band. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's a good. Yeah, we're we're a good cover band. It, really, it was Carla and I. We're going to start a podcast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and we were in our parents' closet recording, and I looked at her and I was like, I think we need Daniel. <laughs> and she's like, Yeah, I think we do too. And Daniel, you were like, I'm in. I'm the uh, I'm the glue that holds this all together. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Uh, I I did it to support her sure. and mm-hmm. what she wanted to do. Yeah, she puts up. I work. Uh, I work a lot of hours, a lot of fucking hours, and there's a lot of days that. I get home from work and have to still get on my computer and work for three hours. So she puts up with a lot. So yeah, I, uh, that's good. Yeah. You guys stick together. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's cute. And then you guys, you guys have your kid. So that's mm-hmm. great too. So it kind of fits in. You guys can all, you should get her on it. Now. Yeah. yeah and she's, she's a, she's a chip off the old block. Oh my God. That's awesome. Kid. Yeah. No, I think we, we maintain, I guess, some anonymity. Like we've never like released our last names and stuff because, because Daniel works directly with the public, like in sales, and then my mom works for the government, 
And then we make fun of a lot of criminals that may not be in prison anymore. That's right. That's right. So it's like, so that's, I think, and you can leave that. I don't even know if I've explained that on, like, is why we haven't listened. I wish we could. It's easier. I think fans connect with you more if they know who you are personally. Sure. And some fans could figure it out. I think a couple of our Patreon members have figured out who I am, but, and you can't stop that. No. But. My real name isn't Daniel. Mm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. You, that may or may not be your true. Eyes, <laughs> your eyes are getting very shady. That's right. <laughs> That's creepy. No. <laughs> I I think just doing it is really something, a testament to uh, hard work. So yeah. keep it up. Yeah. I like it. That's what you never know. It's got some, everything has to end, but it's like every have, week I'm like, I found something. It. Another, we can cover this. And that's what a lot of, po- that's what people ask mm-hmm. me. They're like, are you going to have enough cases? And I'm like, you clearly don't know Indiana. Like, oh, I have a book for you. Oh, yeah. Which one? The. Say it at the same time. Ready? One, two. Three. I don't know what the title is. <laughs> 92 counties. No, I have that one, though. Notorious 92. N- I have also that one. alliteration. Yes. Not that one. It's the other, like, who's your killers? That's what it is. It's why I bought two on accident because I lost so, one. So with me, with my leads, because I have to do it a different way, I I like have to find someone who's connected. Yeah. That's so, what I was like, we are not the most... You could have found someone more professional than us to interview for no, this. No, this is great. We, <laughs> we need to do this. this That's is, what I was thinking. I was like, you know, he interviews like real like professionals. And, um, <laughs> I am a real professional, just not at this. Yeah. So we are going to talk about Richmond Hill and your, your guys' experience with Richmond Hill. And for anybody on my podcast that doesn't know, we uh, that that was a explosion in the south side of indianapolis like it's just north of greenwood mm-hmm. like johnson county is just it's just north there in a regular development with like prefab homes kind of made yeah you know? they're not it was prefab but it was okay it wasn't yeah. that bad that homes what did i say they're far enough apart that you can you don't see each other fucking but you can yeah. hear each other fighting yeah that's what yeah. it is yeah uh, and uh <laughs> and, and one day the house exploded and actually the trial just finished about a year ago, um, or about a year and a half ago, they they were sentenced. So it was very recent. Since almost what seven years? It'd be seven years. years this November. Yeah, yeah. But you guys were both there. Yeah. So it works, oh, yes. and you have your own podcast. Yes. Yeah. It was the first thing we covered because it was like, well, we might as well start here, even though it'll be rough, and it, you know, I won't go back and listen to the first couple episodes. So let's have. A fifth episode about it. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's get it right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Wait, I mean, I guess because it was so complex, you really can talk about it for days. And it is a case that I would search out. Like, the bizarreness of it is something that, like, obviously it's a crime and two people die, but there's so many weird twists about it that it is something, even if I didn't experience it, is something we would still talk about. Yeah. 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 And that's how most true crime could be really. That's mm-hmm. why people are interested in this genre. Mm-hmm. At least that's why I wanted to do it. I wanted to listen. So, but yeah, we came came together for this. What do you guys what do you guys think about uh I was going to ask you if if you had questions for me about like because I'm a reporter and like obviously yeah. we look at the world different. Yes. Yes. I'm waiting for Danielle because What made you start a podcast? Oh, the uh well, first and foremost, the same reason we listen to it, and mm-hmm. it's really interesting. But I kind of have just general my life. I talked to a million people, and all of a sudden, I was here for four years, and I was like, or no, it was two years, and I was the Daybreak Reporter, and 
I looked up Herb Baumeister. Oh, yes, Herb. And I was like, this is crazy. Yeah, see, that's like what you're looking for, yeah. Nobody, nobody really gets it that he's like, he's like one of the most prolific serial killers yes. of all time. Oh, yes. Top, he would be top five or ten for sure mm-hmm. if they knew how many bodies he actually had. But he's not a serial killer. Because he never was, he was caught. convicted, yeah. yeah convicted, yeah. yes. I love he's that. an accused, yeah. alleged. Oh, I had like, to say that a lot. Someone put all those episode. bones in my yard. What? It could be an Indian burial ground. I'm yes. allowed to draw my own fucking conclusions. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes, that. So I have two people that I work with that interviewed him. <gasps> One was on his property. So I put a YouTube video out. Is it the raccoon? Yes. yes the raccoon. The raccoon. It's a murder. This should. This, this guy should lose his job. <laughs> he, he draw a chalk line around this guy's career. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. That's what he says. What an idiot. I. Uh, uh, will you put that audio clip in the episode? Sure. Yeah. When one? I saw, yeah. I was at work. I should have done it for the other one. Yeah, we had it in ours, but yeah. it's still uh, for my thing, for my video. No, um, the YouTube video. I don't. We have the clip. It, it doesn't matter. I don't care. I put it I don't out know. there to let people know I don't, about it because it's crazy. I bet so. It could be. That's you. awesome. Thank I, you. It had to have been. <laughs> if it had to have been because I looked it up and I thought, "What are the fucking odds that someone found this and put this out there?" It probably is. I, it had you to, it's the only had, one out it there. It has like forty thousand views. It's crazy. That's yeah. like the most obviously video views I've ever had in yeah. a video. So I it's not probably, even, and the, I stole your audio I, again. <laughs> the same thing. We talked about it before. It's just, if it's out there, it, I put it out there because I thought it was mo- really interesting and I know other people would too. And then like that week. I, I thought it was hilarious, oh quite frankly. Did you really you see? The, oh my oh God. Oh my God. When they when they cut back and they actually sh- show the dead raccoon that's been painted, painted over, over in the middle of the road, I <laughs> lost That's it. all that's left I of the raccoon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is all that's left of the raccoon. Let's see if I'll, I'll play that clip and see if it compares yeah. to the exact. <laughs> the Indiana Department of Transportation maintains over 11,000 miles of roadway, and we paint those miles of roadway each year. And this is just an isolated incident that happened. The drive-by striping, <laughs> you know, whatever. Herb Baumeister of Carmel saw it all. I said to my son, they're going to hit that raccoon with a spray gun, and sure enough, they just striped right over its face and neck. You know, didn't even move it, you know, no effort to, you know, get it out of the way. So I happened to have a Polaroid with me, so I took a shot at the thing. A raccoon, which met its demise on the yellow line, became one with the paint. The raccoon has since been removed. This is all that's left. This was just, you know, uh, the painter should have had a chalk line drawn around his career by state officials. There was no excuse for that. I mean, the poor thing deserved a better fate than that. <laughs> and then we had a raccoon show up on our porch and wouldn't leave, like, right after we did that episode. And I was like... I was certain it was like rabies or something. something. They get, when sleeping. they get sick, they'll... Oh, oh. Was, I, was, I thought it was just like a coincidence. Like it, oh, is. it is. I don't know. It was just there, and I couldn't leave the house. He wasn't even afraid of the dog. <laughs> so what's crazy... Is the Monon runs mm-hmm. right next to his house? Yeah, so you can go. You can go for I a walk. I threatened to go do the paranormal thing, and he's like, "No, you're not." <laughs> like, you ain't, you I did ain't, it. Yeah, you ain't bringing no fucking that. ghosts home. I know they latch on to something. No, I said a prayer. <laughs> there. Yeah, but she wouldn't. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was that episode was fun too. It I was, listened to that. Yeah, I mean, I like talk that. about like really getting in. Like, Were you my, in the dark? Like, to, yeah. The no, vi- you, I, no. I have video. I'll show you the video. Yeah, and it's crazy. Like yeah. we have a, and the guy obviously it wasn't just a regular flashlight. It was a red light, so it's like <laughs> everything was blood red, and we're doing this, y'all. It was, 
We, I didn't well, hear anything, but like, again, I, I say I'm paranormally challenged. I don't have any, yeah. So like nothing has ever happened to me mm-hmm. or pulled no. or touched or seen. I love those podcasts too. I'll listen to those, but I've got nothing. Yeah. I don't know. Right. What do I've, you got, I've got a salesman who did the, um, uh, went to Gettysburg. Uh, now that one I would do. Yeah. You can go at night yeah. and do the paranormal stuff, mm-hmm. but he swears up and down there was something in a house he went into. See, and then and it's kind of like if you know, you know. Like if something happened, you know it did, and only really you believe it. Yeah, you're the one who experienced it. Like the pictures it. my mom took at the graveyard that I decided were paranormal. <laughs> I, I saw, I saw them. Yeah, I was like. <laughs> so, I did it. It was fun. I would suggest doing it because it really is just a very open. They don't really. You can go and do your own paranormal stuff, but they're not there to help you do that. You're there, and so that's what I did. And I talked to the owner. For, they seem really I couldn't nice. Believe they'd let anyone. They make in money there. off that, don't they? Do. they? they well, do. they should. They should. Yeah, absolutely. He's opening they, his house. Mm-hmm. They hold. They hold charity events. You know. Well, everyone wants to come do a gravesite dig excavation. There you go. Grave yeah. excavation. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, it was raining and pouring outside, so I never got to go in the backyard, which mm-hmm. I definitely wanted to do. But instead, I did the pool room and the uh, upstairs closet, and then we did the portal, which was... It was his birthday recently. It her, was, her, yeah. yeah. So that's what I, that's what started it. It was her Baumeister in that case. And then I looked up the archives. Mm-hmm. And Wish TV has so much archives that are downstairs. And so you have no, access, yeah. Yeah, and nobody really knows about it. So I go down there by myself. I look up the tapes. There's a whole system. I got to look up the tape number. I got to go downstairs. I got to pull out the box with that tape number in it. I look for the tape. I take it out and I go upstairs and I convert it into digital because it has. To, we have a converter. So we just put it in, record it, and then I take it and I have to edit it out and export it as a file so I can take it home or use it on the internet. So the one that you see is actually my screen in the newsroom. I just was like freaking out. So I was like, I got to put this up. And then I put a recent one up with all the archive footage of okay. every Herb Baumeister thing that they had, which is like VOs, which stands for voiceover for any news, non-news people. I'm not a news person. <laughs> he just like called us a muggle. <laughs> that's, that's what he did. Is there even a swear word for people who don't know news? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking news lists. <laughs> news lists. <laughs> So I found all that stuff and freaked out. And then when I started seeing it all, I was like, what else? Mm-hmm. So I started looking at Jim Jones. We have all this footage of Jim My dad Jones. grew up near the church. The yeah. one on 14th. And when Jersey. I was listening to your episode, I was like texting him what his dad's address was mm-hmm. and like the address of the house. Is it downtown? It's off of like Keystone. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's near. It's like, it's like six miles away, I right, think. Yeah. Right. So he was all over the place, Jim Jones. Mm-hmm. And he, like, from what I can tell, and this is, again, me talking to everybody, I've heard, like, 17 different stories about this Jim Jones's church. And they're like, this one over here, this one over here. That's... But he was a traveling mm-hmm. uh, guy. He, I mean, a uh, uh, pastor, so he would just preach at all these churches. But Keystone, where your dad lived mm-hmm. or grew up, that was one of his main churches before he bought his own church. Yes. Yeah, so my dad was like, I thought it was at this place. And so we were, like, trying to figure out what it was. And obviously, I don't really know. I was just looking up on, yeah, like, Wikipedia yeah. and stuff. And he's like... Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's both. That's yeah. so the truth yeah, is he, both. So yeah. he's right. And he never right. attended it, I don't think. <laughs> but you should go there. You go see so you can just drive by. Yes. We'll go out, set up a table, we'll have some Kool-Aid. No. Oh, maybe no it's flavor aid. No it's flavor aid. That's right. Grape flavor aid. I know. Every time I hear that, I think them cheap pricks. They couldn't even get real Kool Aid. No, flavor aid was just as popular. Oh, was it? Yeah, it wasn't. As, it was like almost like Coke and Pepsi before one took off. Oh. And actually, 
honestly, probably it helped the publicity. Oh, did it? Any Ripley believer? The Ripley, he believes any publicity is good publicity. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So it definitely probably helped. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, so and then you know go from there. That's I love finding the interview. Did you you guys heard my uh, Herb Baumeister the the case case, but not the Fox Hollow Farm. Episode. I listened to the big, yeah. I so the, the the interview is the guy with, dude, it is insane what they tell me. Like, the interview was the investigator that helped find him. Now, Virgil Vandergriff. Vir- I know, yeah. Virgil he's got a great name. <laughs> and he always laughs. He's always <laughs> laughing. I'm like, and he's not like a creepy dude. He's not like weird mm-hmm. and like trying to laugh to like be weird. He's actually, that's just who he is. He's just so old. Like, he's just so experienced. I should say yeah. experienced. He's my friend. Like, honestly, <laughs> I like him. His wife is struggling with some cancer. And um, I know that he's struggling too, so uh, I really hope the best for him. Actually, he's a really yeah, I'm thinking about him, but he's a great. He's just so I loved funny. it. I could tell that he was like just completely relaxed, telling you just anything he could think of. And then he tells me these things that have never been released before about Herb mm-hmm. that the informant and the informant and the uh, um, the kill and Herb were basically fucking. Yeah, like we're having sex on the side after. They, and Herb knew that the informant was talking to the police, and they were still doing it. See, I didn't know that. I thought he went out there one time, choked, faked it, went back, told the police, and I thought, you know, like a normal person. And then, and then Herb came out to his house one time. time yeah. But no, Virgil says they were they were hooking up. It must have been that good. I mean, it must have been. <laughs> I think I think the informant was very messed up. Yes, he's just a lot of drugs. Yeah. He had the painted raccoon down there, and he was like, oh, I got to go <laughs> Come see, see my, my raccoon. The raccoon. <laughs> I didn't understand when I moved to New York what Indiana was. And now I've lived here for four years, and I think I understand, but I want to hear what you guys think about Indiana. Man, we've always been here. It's, it's home. It really... Uh, it, it's one of those things I always tell people if... Like whenever you hear like people are coming to you see the um, the tourist stuff for Indiana and the visit Indiana and it's like "Ah, if you have to come vacation Indiana I'm real fucking sorry for you but (laughs) if you are here for a sporting event there ain't a better city to come to for a sporting event there's just enough shit to do and you can walk to enough shit downtown yes are you a Colts fan absolutely yeah you guys are absolutely (laughs) Pacers Pacers yes Yes. oh yeah oh yeah cool cool and Indians of course. The Indianapolis yeah. Indians. Yeah, we have. <laughs> I mean, we were just, just talking about that actually, though, that we needed to go. Well, yeah, someone said something about going tomorrow, but I guess it's supposed to rain. I'm like, oh fuck, nice weather in baseball. Mm-hmm. It is fun. That actually. That actually sounds like yeah. a lot of fun, right? The second. Yeah, I fell in love with it. I fell in love with oh, you know, my wife and our son, and uh, it's my he's my stepson, and I just like love. I love Indy for the fact that there are so many events. You can get to and from everywhere within 45 minutes. Literally yeah. the entire city, everywhere, all the surrounding towns, 45 yeah. minutes. But we'll bitch about having to drive it to the north side. <laughs> I mean, it does suck. You have to drive all the way up there. And there's potholes everywhere, so you have mm. to like Indy 500 it the whole way up. Oh, yes. Well, that's his thing, yeah. Oh, I'm a, oh you're, I'm obsessed. Dude. That's so, what's in the other room. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. we'll have to look at I've it. Dude, mine. I can, I'm, I bow down to you. Oh. I can. I'm so jealous that you like it as much as you do because I wish I got into it when I was a kid. Because it is you awesome. Are. Oh yeah, it is the cool. If anybody who has never been to Indiana, come to the Indy 500. It is the fucking coolest thing I've ever done. Yes, 
I mean, oh, yeah. either you go to watch or you go to get drunk. Yes. Like there's either or or both. Carly tries both. to do both. I yeah. get up. I get up. I do not drink. Well, that, that's okay. I don't drink all that often. Sure. Uh, you know, maybe once. I have a once a drink, a once or once a quarter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something like that. But then you go to the 500. Race day. At, and I'll go. I mean, I'll go for practice. I'll go for different odds and ends of shit. Race day, though, I usually get to the point of having an out-of-body experience. I get so <laughs> intoxicated. But <laughs> but I about 30 to 40 minutes before the race, I eat all my food. I drink a fuck ton of water. I piss about 15 times. And then I sit down and I watch the race. I put my headphones on. I got my scanner. And I'm watching and I'm paying attention what's going on and I do not get up. Mm-hmm. I sit there and where's your favorite seat? Seat, which turn? Oh man, that's okay. a so deep we, question. We sit in two, and I love sitting in two. It's where our family's at. Sure. Um, and plus, there's just something about sitting there at the start of the race when they're coming down the front stretch, and you can see it on the screen, but you can't see them. And then all of a sudden, man, they're right there. You're getting chills now, aren't you? Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite part of the day, my absolute favorite part of the day is taps. Taps when they play taps, um, right before they do back home again in Indiana. Yeah, we have that an episode. I me. ran that um, clip of that. That's that, awesome. Yeah, that gets me. Uh, that so, gets me every time. I mean, the thing about the 500 yeah. is, even if you don't like racing, it's just the. It is just the event. It's the coolest fucking thing. You're they there. go, yo, they go two hundred and twenty miles an hour. Mm-hmm. It's like a fucking rocket. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like you're yeah. standing there and you're like, and you and you hear it and you you don't realize it. Would you see? Because I, I saw it on TV when I was a kid and Memorial Day was always on TV. Oh yeah, and you, we can't watch it here. It's no, there's a blackout. No, you have no, to go. I, he'll text me like things or like what's going on. <laughs> oh, you don't on. go. No. I don't. <laughs> no, it's a long day in the sun. The sun, and I just don't do. I'm yeah. a pale white yeah. Irish person. <laughs> I don't do well. I can understand that. I, I've done it both ways. I've done it where I go to the race and then don't watch the race, and then I go to the race and go to the infield. Yeah. And last year was the first time I've gone to the infield. My best friend came into town, and he's from um, New York. And he's and him and his wife, who he was the best man at my wedding. He came and I videos. They we were obviously all drunk, <laughs> and it was the most fun I've ever had. We had people passed out. It was nine. It was the second hottest in the. In See, that's the- why oh, Carla was- had to take people to the med tent, like because oh, they were passed. Yeah, so she missed some it of it. It was it was fucking hot, but I've done it so many times. Like mm-hmm. this year will be my twenty fifth race. So it's like I've been there Good through everything. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I haven't missed since 1996. So that's what a Hoosier is. Yeah. Somebody who loves Indy 500. So you like racing. Would you ever get into go- like kart racing or like my oh, brother, brother? My brother raced yeah, go karts. See? Mm-hmm. Everybody has a connection to it. Oh, yeah. I know. Way. I know people that work for. I'm um, really oh, good yeah. friends with Alexander Rossi Spotter. Oh, cool, cool. Um, I know Marco Who, who's Spotter. Who's your favorite ri- uh, driver, rider? I am. Um, the guy's riding in a rocket. My all time My all time favorite's John Andretti. I was when I was a little kid. Um, I loved John Andretti. That's awesome. In fact, his son Jarrett's going to race in the uh, the Freedom One Hundred this year, so that's pretty cool. And yeah. I've, and actually, John and Jarrett come into my store. Yeah, so he gets to see him. I've got so to know him the, yeah. over the years. So I was going to I have his. Uh... Uh, I have his number because I've met him a few times too. Oh, John. No, Jared. Oh, Jared. Yeah, Jared's like our age, so he's like. Oh yeah, Jared's he's like cool as shit. He's like <laughs> that's what I mean. And all these racers are like the coolest dudes, and oh, they yeah. like. 
don't know. Oh, yeah. No, we've been down mind. at my aunt's house, and their aunt and uncle downtown, and they're like, you want to walk by, by Alexander Rossi's house? I'm like, okay. And we just walk down there and walk back. <laughs> like, hey, Alexander, <laughs> what's up? But right now, I, I love Scott Dixon. Yeah. There, Scott, to me, is mm-hmm. one of the greatest of all time. I mean, and legitimately, I would put him up against anybody. I think you could take him back to 1952, give him some seat time, and he'd figure it out and be fast. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, Well, I, I, I always say I should have been a race car driver. I'm Italian, I'm short, and I have the hair. Yes. <laughs> you uh, do, actually. You have, you, have, uh, you have it all. Yeah, you could have. I, yeah. And I drive like an asshole. I forgot yeah, about that part. Yeah. That part, I'm from New York, so I drive like an asshole. That's okay, but uh, I got I, my first. You fit in. That's the one I've I've anyone I've known that's lived outside of Indiana or grew up outside of Indiana. They always come here and say, "If you can drive in Indiana, you can drive almost anywhere." And it's like, yeah, because you have a combination of of geriatrics out on the road at <laughs> oh man five o'clock on rush hour, combined with people who are just pissed off and want to go home, combined with people who kind of care but don't really care. And, and then the potholes. potholes. yeah. And then the potholes. You guys have no idea. Anybody, drive in downtown Indy and you will lose an accident. It'll, yeah, it'll fuck up your car. And you'll like go like, bad. oh, okay. My wife has a flat tire in, in, in my garage right now because uh. it's, it's so messed up. But I my first experience was four years ago when I first got here and I get to cover it. So I go, I show up at 5.30 in the morning and I'm always there le- the weeks leading up. Yeah. And I get a cold pass. So I'm on the track when the drivers and their families are out. And it's like, cool. We walk up and down and like the Borg trophy gets taken out. And I'm standing there with the in, with the um, national anthem. And the and I'm on the track as that, all that's happening. Yeah. And then I got to meet the people and I go in the pits yeah. and like see everything. So that was my first experience. As an Indy 500, I've never been there, and I get to do all the like super exclusive stuff. And I'm like, I'm like a little kid. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I brought my camera. I was off duty. I brought, <laughs> brought my my uh, DSLR, and I was like, Post those. <laughs> are you? Uh, so before you moved here or your first 500, did you did you honestly know who the drivers were? No, hell no. Any of them. Marco Andretti. Marco, okay. Yeah. Marco Andretti. I knew Andretti racing. Yeah, that's it. And okay. people don't understand the difference between Indy 500 and F1, yeah. and also. NASCAR. NASCAR. Take a left. Yeah. <laughs> Take a left here. <laughs> Take another left here. Yeah. To do uh, the di- the differences to do IndyCar, you have to have grapefruit sized balls. That's right. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> I told you I'm down. <laughs> have you ever done the two seater? No. Um, John, I got to go out with John actually no, in the two seater. Yes. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that was like childhood dream right there. Yeah. Videotape that. Uh, no. Oh, <laughs> no. I videotape everything, so yeah. I'm always like, oh yeah. But it's the one we did. It, it did. It topped out at like 195. Jesus, and that's fucking fast, dude. Yeah, I mean, you you don't have time to think. No, you are taking a left, and it's there another left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're so good; they're just really good at it. So if anybody, you know, that's what who that's what my Hoosier experience was. And the Final Four was here the first year I was yeah. here, and I got yeah. to watch on the floor. Again, did the same tactic. I'm bringing my camera. I have a I look media real pass, professional. and I'm, I'm. I swear, I'm a professional. You know, the NCAA, the Big Ten, they're both of their headquarters are downtown Indianapolis. Yep. The and they actually talked about making Indianapolis or having the Final Four in Indianapolis all time or yeah. every year. And enough people raised a stink about it. Didn't yeah. happen. But yeah, yeah. So, I'm not, and everybody's super nice. That's the thing you we haven't talked about. They, they, everyone who I meet who's a Hoosier. 
is the nicest person in the world. My wife is the nicest person I've ever <laughs> met in my life. We're so nice, it's nauseating. It's so annoying. And that was the first thing he said when he got here, in case she listens. Yes, yes. <laughs> so nice. She, it's, it's Seriously. So I can appreciate, and it's brought me into a really good place in my life, being here mm. in Indiana. I'm very calm. I'm much more calm. I'm away from the East Coast <laughs> craziness, but I get to be... My job here is really interesting, and I get a new. I have a new job now, so I'm not the TV reporter. I'm getting my own segment. It's called Joe on the Go. I like that. Very cool. Thanks. And they're yeah. making an emojo, which uh. is an emoji of my face, <laughs> and my hair is yes. going to be in a caricature. And it, there's another reporter in this market who has a brand like mine, but it's going to be Joe on the Go, and I'm going to have stickers, and we give it to businesses I work with. But um, instead of doing it for free and non-biased, I'm I'm talking to businesses and helping them and interviewing them, but they're going to pay me for it. And I'm going to give them the greatest segments I can give them. So yeah. hopefully it'll take off and you'll see Joe on the go more often. I like it. Well, let me know because uh, yes. we advertise. Yes. 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 Actually, it. you are yeah. my big market. We could have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Because my style is I do anything and try anything. So if like I got under, you know, if I got hands dirty and like had to fix something, that's a segment. You know? I got I got it. Next time this happens, this happens probably one again. This is a once a quarter thing. Someone shits themselves yep. in our waiting room or mm-hmm. actually in the bathroom and we have to get someone to clean it up. That's or, me. And we'll do like dirty jobs. <laughs> That's right. Dirty That's right. jobs. <laughs> oh. yep. Yep. So yes. you guys are Hoosiers. You've been you've been here your whole life. You lived in this area your whole life. Oh uh, yeah. No. So, and then we met, let's see. <clears throat> yeah, all grade school, high school. And then we met online, mm-hmm. but through eHarmony, but I set my radius at like three hundred no, Tinder. Fuck that. It was, I, I did. You met on Tinder? Yeah, me. Well, I was here. I was new. I didn't yeah, know anybody. Tinder. Hey, all you Tinder loves that made it, let us know. Yes. I want to hear from you. There are more than you think. And then people are like, online dating is a nightmare. I was like, yeah, now it is. Yeah. I didn't do very well on Tinder, but I come to find out the first thing people don't want to see is a picture yeah. of your tallywhacker. Yeah. Who'd have thought? <laughs> I said, it, it's an it. elephant wearing sunglasses. <laughs> you can't be dick pics out there like that. Hey, you know what's worse? Having your shirt off in a Tinder pic. Don't have your shirt off, no. you douche. Well, we had eHarmony where you have to go through like, you know, five multiple choice questions, like two short answer five questions. Five multiple choice questions? Yeah, Is that what you did it? too? You guys it, met yeah. on eHarmony? Yeah. And I set my radius at like 300 miles. So it's like, well, you know, in Indiana, you might end up outside of Indiana at that point, 300 oh, miles. Desperate. Yeah. Motherfucker, don't. At one point, I was looking at a mortician. I was, I was like, <laughs> I was like. 50 miles yeah I, you know yeah. i can't move no i'm in the first week yeah. yeah yeah well you guys met yeah and online dating's a thing mm-hmm. get with it folks and then we meet. a computer made our daughter that's my favorite joke because a computer <laughs> algorithm matched us together and then we breed and a computer made her so i did tinder so i guess yes. when i have a kid yep there you go. I'm swiping a kid. Swiping. There you go. <laughs> well, I did because I got a stepson. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, my wife had a stepson. I blew my wife off on the first date. <gasps> second date. Second, second date. Second date. <sighs> I had a great first date with her. Asked her out a week. I said, you want to go out in two weeks? She goes, yeah, I'd love to. And I forgot. And I drove to Chicago to see my sister. And I was like, she called me. And she's like, Joe? Oh, no. She didn't call me. I'm sorry. I was like, I was, she texted me. She's like, hey, I'm coming to uh, our, you know, our date. I'm on my way. I'm driving. And I'm in the car. I'm like, oh, I'm like an hour away. I'm like, no. I was like, oh my gosh, don't come. She's like, why? And I was like, just call me. She wouldn't call me. I was uh-huh. like, come on, call me. 30 minutes went by. She wouldn't call me. I was like, she's definitely at my house. 
I'm freaking out. So finally, I call her twice, and she picks up. Hi. I was like, hey, listen, I'm on my way to Chicago. My sister's there for her work. I promised her I'd go see her. I'm so sorry. She goes, I'm just fucking with you. I'm at home drinking with my friends. You. <laughs> I was like, this girl's never going to talk to me again. She was awesome, and now I lost her. And then three months later, we we uh, talked again. <laughs> three months later? Three months? Yeah. We, with her kid, with the schedule, with Devin, it made mm-hmm. it That you got to get, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or no, it difficult. It made it like hard to like get together. But yeah, she I didn't to, know that. Yeah, so. she has to filter you real well if you have a kid prior. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, she put good. me through the ringer. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. You did better. I would have said uh, diarrhea. Got it. You're oh, sorry. Diarrhea. <laughs> That's where I'm at. I'm stuck somewhere. In My diarrhea. son Devin would have laughed. <laughs> Been like, this guy's hired. <laughs> uh, so anyway, moving on to the Richmond Hill. I want to talk about this because you guys have a cool story. It's insane. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't have been there. A big thank you to Joe for coming over to our house and recording with us. We had a lot of fun and... It was nice to have a different co-host. No offense to Carla. I'm sure she'll be back next week. Until then, if you want to hear the second half of this episode, go to Joe's podcast, Infamous Indie, on all your podcasting platforms. I promise you will not be disappointed. Until then, stay out of the corn. <laughs>